Hello and welcome back to the Future Work Life podcast and this is the eighth series of the show. I'm talking about my top 20 lessons since beginning in October 2020 and today's episode kind of sums up how I've changed my way of thinking over the past few years. I was always a terrible networker. I used to go to events, I'd very often speak at them and I'd be fine on stage but actually when it came to introducing myself to people I was absolutely useless. I'd try and avoid it at all costs. So when it came to the pandemic, of course, the logic would go that suddenly we're not seeing people every day and that networking would be more difficult. But on the contrary, for me, it actually completely changed my frame of reference when I think about how I build relationships. And I've gone from being a terrible networker to somebody who readily introduces themselves to anyone whose work I find interesting. And um, over the past couple of years, I've grown my network and built some amazing relationships with people. So that's what we're talking about today. The first person on the show is Catherine Ham. She's the CEO of Bearaby, um, had great success after pivoting her career from working um, as an economist at the World Bank, and she did that partly through her community. So we're going to start by hearing her explain why it matters so much. I think having a, a support network, uh, you can't do it without, without having that network in place. So given that I was an outsider kind of coming into entrepreneurship and tech, I mean, I was a development person, so I didn't have that that network. Um, so at the beginning, I really kind of, you know, cold emails and LinkedIn to people who have done something similar. And most of them were very generous and kind of just picked up the phone and, you know, and, and kind of like um, letting me ask some questions. So I think that was really critical. And then, I mean... I think in an ideal case, you would always have someone who's um, kind of you're surrounded with a community of peers. Ideally, you have like someone who's maybe 18 months ahead of you, um, who you can just like tap, but they can still relate to, you know, where you're at at the stage, because we always like think, oh, you know, we should all talk to, you know, uh, Jeff Bezos. But I don't think he probably could relate to uh, where you're at right now. But if there's someone who's like doing something very similar in a similar space, just as 18 months ahead of you, they probably can give you the best advice. Then I always love having people who are exactly at the same stage that I am because they can just really relate emotionally what you're going through. And you can kind of like give you us like give each other that like that support and kind of like what are you doing where are you at and having like that regular exchange but then also i think once you kind of get further along um you can also um have someone who's just starting out and mentor them because that also helps you reflect on on you know things that you could have done differently that you maybe then can now imply the stage where you are so having like these different stages of peers and and and, and community that supports you is, is really critical um and building that uh, early on and building these relationships it's it's also just really fulfilling then as you all kind of grow together um it's it's uh yeah it's a lot of fun and that was Catherine Ham, CEO of Bearaby. Now, it's pretty useful to understand why it matters. So in January 2022, I invited onto the show a expert on networks, Erica Young, who explained why it's important to get a good combination of strong and weak ties. So the way I like to think about it is people tend to think about networking on a spectrum. And I don't even like to use the word networking. Like networks is a noun. 
like networking as a verb, I don't like, um, but, but I appreciate that that's kind of the, the industry standard. And so everybody says it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think about like, most people think about it that if you don't intentionally do it, then it happens organically and that's good. Or you could be at the opposite end of the spectrum where you're intentionally doing it and that's calculating and that's bad, but that is a false dichotomy. So I would describe it more as four quadrants where you could be organic, so you're not intentional and you just get lucky, or you could be opportunistic where you're, where you're not really, it's not intentional, but you'll take advantage of an opportunity, which is slight negative connotation. Um, you could be calculating, as we've just described, or you could be cultivating, which is like, I am in it for both me and the person I'm interacting with. And so therefore I'm looking out for both of us and I'm being intentional, right? And so I think if we hang out in that cultivating space, it feels less icky to do the Mm. activity. So that's kind of like a foundational component of it. Um, When you kind of step past that, I think that we, there's also people who, who feel that like they really like this tight knit network or a tight knit community group, however you want to describe it, of people that they interact with. And those kind of one-off relationships or more casual or more um, uh, acquaintances, those sorts of people, those don't feel real to them for some reason. Um, But those are the types of relationships that give you access to new opportunities, exposure to new ideas, right? Because they don't have the exact same information that that small group of people that you spend most of your time with have. And so they're sort of critical to your success. Um, And Mm. so I think getting over that hurdle of like, both of these things have value, I think is quite powerful. And one researcher that does a great job of this is a guy by the name of Mario Small, and he's at Harvard. And he basically says, when I ask you who are the most important people that you would confide in if something was going wrong or you had a a difficult decision to make, you would describe your closest ties, your mom, your partner, your, you know, your sibling, your, your best friend, et cetera, your boss. But when he asks people, who did you actually confide in? They say, at least more than 50% of the time, they say, the barista, the bartender, the person in the elevator, the guy next to me at the, you know, sitting at the conference, whatever. And so I think we, we just don't, we have this sort of revisionist history around who we confide in that biases our perspective when we think about relationships. So a couple of really interesting takes there, one on the importance of a network to building a new business and the other explaining why networks matter conceptually. So I hope you enjoyed that and I hope you also take the opportunity to start building relationships online. It's never been easier. So thanks for listening. See you again here tomorrow.